Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to Two Chunks in a Hunk, a movie podcast where we give pumps and dumps. And welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this week I am your chunk. I'm Doge, and I don't got friends. I got chunkies. <laughs> and I'm Carter. The enemy of my enemy is my hunk. Nice. Mm, I noticed yeah. that the last word of that good quote you said was hunk. Yeah. You want to talk you about elaborate? that? Yeah. I packed up a lot of boxes last night and got way more accomplished than I thought I would. Much like the luck of some of our uh, protagonists in these movies, sure. Yeah. Kind of, you kind of get started, and then you look back, and you're like, "Wow, I've developed a small cardboard city." <laughs> yeah, with all of my goodies, just like and these my movies. kitchen things, just like these movies, just like just the cardboard exactly cities that are like in these movies. Spoiler alert: Cardboard City band name number one. It, it has to already be, huh? Oh, we got to Google that. And I also felt kind of strong when I was picking these things up. Yeah, a little yeah. hunky. All right. I felt hunky. Yeah. That's fair enough. So update on yeah, Cardboard, Cardboard City. City is not a band. Hey, there we go. So it is now. It's our band. Find us on Spotify, everybody. We have uh, about 40-ish episodes of spoken word content, Cardboard City, where we talk about movies. We unfolded this city. <laughs> then we taped this city into a box. <laughs> You like that Happy. little Josh? I was Gad. just about to say that's so Josh. Oh, yeah, you like that little Josh? <laughs> <laughs> because of the Luke Evans connection from the last episode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Guest exactly. on. He's in this one too. He is in this one. We'll, we'll talk he about did that. Such a good job. 
Hold up. Luke Evans in this movie was better than Paul Walker in the first three. That's true. That's so true. That's true. Especially because Paul Walker wasn't in the third one. Case in point. (laughs) Uh, We are recording this episode uncharacteristically early in the day. So we're all, I think, sipping that bean juice. Yeah, waking up a little bit, huh? Yeah. 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 For sure. But Shaw wasn't. Yeah. Was he? No, because he was- Not the- Luke Luke Evanshaw. He was in here Luke we go. Evanshaw. Dead? No. Coma. Coma. Coma? Because in this franchise, you've got to be able to, you know, bring somebody back. He's yeah, coming if you back, want to. dude. He's he has to come back, back, right? And and I, I, would like I was to, waiting for the end of credit scene for eyes to open. Same. Yeah. I would like to hearken back to last week's episode, wherein I mentioned even when people are falling about 200 yep. feet out of an airplane, yep. all I could think was, well, they're going to be fine. Yeah. Here we go. The one person I thought would have died falling out of the plane, not dead. Not dead. Well, I don't want to get too far into this very furious film. Sure. Uh, before so we mad. take a quick pit stop, mm. hey. and that's racing terminology is, for you. Uh, before we take a quick pit stop at our new favorite recurring location. Oh, Carter, yeah. do you know what time it is? I think it's time for... Jordan Wonders Car Corner. Jordan Wonders Car Corner. Jordan Wonders Car Corner. Quiz your questions. Yeah. I got a question. Hit me. So something happens in this movie that made me realize there's a little bit more I can get out of my Honda Civic. Okay. And you kind of brought up Honda Civic on the last episode. The most crushable. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be kind of vague here, but I want you to have just a blank canvas what is what is my car capable of, really? Like, ultimately, what can it do? I think that's a really important question for all car owners to be asking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think too many times people try to impose what they will onto their car rather than listen to their car and find out what their car wants. Oh, wow. Yeah. And Guilty. so what I'm going to say to you is, is, and this is from one car owner to another speaking as a car owner, just really listen. I mean, get in there and... and hmm. Really rub up on your car and find out what your car has to say. Um, speak to it. Hear what it's speaking. Put your ear up to various spots and holes and, and yeah. see what And comes that seems out. very safe, too. It's very it's safe. Because cars can't hurt you. No, never. Uh, well, they can, but they, they don't. They choose not they're to. Like, they're like house pets. They're the iron giant. They really are. Yeah. Mm. And uh, But a more simplistic and uh, factual answer to your question is anything. Wow. Gosh. Your car can do anything. In fact, Carter, (gasps) I think your connection may just be stronger than any of us realize. (laughs) Okay, follow-up question for you. Uh, Dominic Toretto. You know this man, yeah? I do. He was driving a car in this movie down a mountain that had two tires on top of the car, on top of the trunk of the car. Yep. What are those for? Great question. Simple answer. Wait. Oh. You're, like you're going to tell me later? Yeah. And just yeah, wait? yeah I'll just We're wait. ready. No, it's, it's, like a, it's like a spoiler that stays all the time. It was to weigh down the back of the car. Okay. Because uh, those, those are some heavy boy tires. Those aren't going to just go flying away. Sure. We can only assume. I mean, what? 20, 30, 40 pounds? Each, at least. Could be. And so it's to weigh down the back of the car for... Uh, various uh, flips and uh, tricks. 
Well, if you're still listening after Jordan burped in between every word that he said. <laughs> um, yeah, no, if you're still listening, obviously it's because you're committed to finding out what we have to say about the movie we're talking about today, which of course we all know is Furious 7. So Doge, the only thing I need, you need, we need is a snoop. Furious 7 tells the story of the same Fast and Furious crew, minus Han and Giselle. I don't want to talk about it. From the previous films, uh, they are being pursued by Shaw's brother, Other Shaw. Mm. Brother Uh, Shaw. Brother Shaw. (laughs) And he is... Kind of, kind of like Terminator Two style pursuing them, where it's just like every time they turn around, Jason Statham is there. So he's chasing after them. They get recruited by Kurt Russell and his band of government operatives to steal. Are they government though? I have no idea what they are. are. To steal the God's Eye, which is a computer program uh, that was created by Missandei from Game of Thrones. I mean, it's basically Goldeneye. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah, okay. Uh, Just and want it, to make sure. It's a capable of surveillance, and they want to use it for manhunts. And the deal is, if you help us get the God's Eye back, then you can use it to track down Brother Shaw. And so Dominic Toretto says, yeah, we'll do it. And he does it. And that's kind of what this movie is, yeah. right? It's yeah. super yeah. simple, but it's real fun. And to talk about anything else would be to spoil parts of the movie that I would like to discuss. Yeah, so. right. Let's jump Right in, push that accelerator to the floor. Let's flip the downhill juice and let's go. I want to say before we get started, this is the one for me. This is the one that mere seconds into this movie, it said, hey, you watching, you who are watching, physics doesn't exist. Oh, yeah. And that's It's okay. not real. Be fine with it. And I don't know what it was about this particular movie. But it's like what it, for, what it did for us in the last right. one. Right. I was just like, yep, you're absolutely right. And so there was at no point did I question the legitimacy of the physics of the things happening. No. I was I was strapped in and along for the ride for this movie. Yeah. I This was in this movie because we've seen the Fast and the Furious franchise take on several identities. Mm-hmm. Like it started as just a car movie and then action movie. But and then it was like an ocean, like a heist movie. Yep. This one, and I started to look back and and was like, you know what? Some of the others were like this too. It's it's somewhere between Mission Impossible and Street Fighter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of like you think of that old Jean Claude Van Damme Street yes. Fighter. It's it's right there. Yep. So many characters, and they're all fighting all the time. Yep. And they don't really die. Yep. And, but meanwhile, there is a mission. And sure. it seems pretty impossible. <laughs> and we're does. doing some things that are pretty crazy. <laughs> but somehow Tom to Cruise, possible. like those are impressive because there is, they give us just enough reality. It's grounded yeah. a little bit. That yeah. you're like, okay. Maybe spies do The this. right person could do this. And yeah. I think this yeah. is the right person. Yeah. Ethan Cohen can do this. But in this one, it's like, oh, y'all do what you want. Yep. Yeah. We like, just want to watch. Just make it happen. So, yeah, yeah. This movie, and it- Part of me wants to go back and look through all the plots and see how everything ended and be like, did they ever trick me and just not do what they were supposed to do? But I didn't mind because it was so cool. (laughs) I honestly couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you the answer to that question. I I think, and as we're talking about how this movie works, like we'll definitely talk about this later. It's a miracle that this movie even makes coherent sense. Yeah. Given, given, (laughs) I mean, the unfortunate death of Paul Walker during filming. Yeah. Reportedly he had shot, about half. About half of this movie, which is unbelievable. Like, yeah. there are definitely parts where you're like, man, Brian should be in this scene. Yeah. But the fact that it works at all, I think, is a testament yeah. to maybe the first 
genuinely good story writing that we've seen in this franchise. Well, and I think, so I want to address a couple of things that you just said before we jump in headfirst into like details of this movie. So one, I don't know if you guys read that uh, two of Paul Walker's brothers were his body doubles after his death came in and filmed the scenes that he was supposed to be in. And mm-hmm. they just avoided a lot of like face shots. Yeah. And one of the brothers, I guess could do a pretty good impression of his brother's voice sure. and actually did some voiceover stuff for Paul yeah. uh, posthumously. But they also used unused footage from fast five. No and six. way. So the scene where he's talking to Mia in the garage, yeah, that was technically a cut scene from six when he's finding out she's pregnant in the first place. How interesting. Wow. Yeah. And he's semi-ageless. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, uh-huh. of course, they can pull that kind of stuff uh-huh. off. But yeah. So okay. They, they wrote around <laughs> scenes to give him more screen time My using already shot footage. Yeah. Um, but like, and obviously, I, and I think it might be wise to go ahead and address this now. Like, first of all, deeply saddened. Yeah. During this movie. I yeah. was too. And and I'm already a, a very empathetic person. Yeah. Um, I might have brought up before like the Arms of the Angels dog commercial. Uh-huh. I really can't even get through things like that. <laughs> but this, because we really have, this was our seventh installment yeah. of this. And as much as I would rag on that character of Brian and all that stuff, like there really was something there yeah, and it, and it yeah. really did make me sad there would be scenes that really had nothing to do with them paying homage to him where he's just standing in a giant skyscraper in dubai looking out a window yeah. and i'm like dang man this yeah. is almost over yeah well, and I, the thing i kept thinking like is we've spent two months with this i mean honestly poorly acted and poorly written character right and i still feel some sort of emotion and like I'm thinking of the rest of the cast and who like crew knows of these movies. Paul who's Walker. like known him yeah. for like 10 years. Yeah, that's hard. Like yeah. that is, I can't even imagine how they got through this movie, but I they either. did and it works. Oh, it, it does work. And, and I think maybe that's the thing that I want to address. So we don't accidentally rag on it out of respect is like, oh, for sure. There are multiple yeah. times where the Marvel floating head syndrome comes into play by CGIing um, Paul Walker's face, face on his onto his brothers. Yeah. Right. It doesn't look great, but I fully understand why they did it. And like, as as much as it is part of the movie, I feel like it would be in poor taste to like make that a thing that we really discuss just because yeah, like I get why they had to do it. Yeah. yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. And we don't have to talk about that. Yeah. And I, I also want to say, I actually appreciate the way that they kind of wrote him out of the series versus like killing his character off. Yeah. Because- it's kind of fun to me now that in any future Fast and Furious movie, like Brian's somewhere in the world, yeah, which is kind of cool. I think that's a very interesting and like highly it respectful feels, way. I was just about to say it feels really respectful. It does, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. And and we can. I, I, what I think we should wait to talk about is like the highly touching tribute at the end. Yeah. Um. Because for right now, all I want to talk about is some punches in this movie. Yeah. Because my goodness, when I was going through it. Watching this movie, so we had someone, when I was packing, Mm. come over and help us pack. So this was actually the first one that Chelsea, my wife, was some kind of around for. Yeah. And so many times she said, is this what this is? (laughs) And I said, watch. And I had so much confidence in this movie and the route that this franchise was going that I was like, no, listen, 
watch what's about to just look. Yeah. Cause yeah. I'm, I'm starting yeah. to get the furious sense right. to where yeah. like the hair on my arm stands up. I know. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh no, he's doing donuts inside a building. Not for long. Just wait. No. <laughs> you know? And it's like, Chels, I promise you. But uh-huh. Yeah. It was really cool to kind of have her along for, the ride. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> That's all for two. This was this was also the first one that Jess has been Oh no way. Like in the same room as me when I'm watching. Yeah. Unless you count the one I watched next to her on a plane. But right. she was uh I think she was cooking dinner at the beginning of the movie. Uh and I was watching it and she was like, I can't believe you're watching this. Like these are so dumb. Like I hate that you have to watch these. And I was like, <laughs> Okay, whatever. Just when you finish dinner, let's sit down and just watch the rest of this with me. And by the time she sat down and like we were eating dinner, watching the movie, she was a hundred percent completely and fully bought in. Oh yeah. To this furious world that these characters live in now. Yeah. Yes. You cannot be a sports fan, but if you catch the right game, it'll yeah. get you. And and you have some sense That's about the rules. Yep. You're, you're going to get into it and you're yeah. going to look around and be like, how did I get here? Yeah. But they know exactly how to how to pull the, pull your strings on that one. And one of the ways that they pulled my strings was at the very beginning. Tell me, with Hobbs in his office, walking Elsa Pataki to her car, heading back in, and Baldy Boy Jason Statham is sitting right down at the computer. Yes, that fight scene. Oh my goodness! In that office. Oh my gosh! Complete with twelve story fall onto car again, yes. saving life. Yep, crushing top. That whole thing was magnificent. They had so much fun with the camera. I was just about to say, the camera work in this was almost my super pump. Because you see it first here, and it kind of repeats throughout the hand-to-hand action stuff later in the movie. Where the, they, where the camera like rotates as oh, somebody so cool. like oh when he picks gosh. him up and does pretty much a rock move, yeah, yeah, yeah. from the ring, yeah, <laughs> through a table, yep. And and gosh. something that production and direction did is when they show us, uh, and and they probably even did it towards the end of six, but when they show us, uh, uh, Deckard, what, how do you pronounce his Deckard. name? Deckard, Deckard Shaw. Shaw, yeah, yeah. So when they show us Deckard Shaw, I felt like there was such imagery, like here's my brother in a coma. Here's me, and I've just beat up this whole hospital. They've basically said, we have a good villain, but now now he's he too is invincible. Yeah. Yep. So this has kind of let us know, like, that was the old way, but now we're, we're going to bring somebody in uh-huh. for you yep. to have a legit, like, he's this one will stick around for a while. Yep. He too will not die. And he, on his way out of the hospital, just blows up that, like, SWAT team. Just He's just like, hey, hold this. And then just poof. I know, and it, would, <laughs> and it felt that whole thing for him to single out Hobbs, and that's the first one we see their booty get beat. Well, because he felt know, so Thanos to Hulk, yes, to say, yeah, "I'll take your champion and show you how puny him. he is." Yep, oh, like 100%. every single time Shaw's like, "That's all you got." Yeah. That's it, and it's well, like that's it then, huh? That's everything then. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I loved that. <laughs> When they were walking backwards, fighting, just smashing through wind. I thought it was going to go forever. Oh, I thought that was, was going to okay be a hundred windows. Just, I was okay. Just, psh, 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 just over and over and over again. I was losing it. Just like every window they walked through. I was just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was losing my mind. I know. And the, the way to go, Hobbs, to grab, to grab her and do... A barrel roll out of a window, twelve stories, and land on a car. 
And I thought he was going to die fine. though. Like I, he wasn't moving. Right? I thought she was going to roll off him. There was going to be some piece of the car sticking uh, through him. Right. Was, Which Shaw it was never a worry for me. I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, and we and, and Shaw has already done it because he did kill Han. And so I it's know. like it's uh, like I don't want to talk about that. I hate that we had to see that again. Right. I know. Stop. I've seen Han die three times now. So much. That's how he just ends up pissing off everybody is he, we have to do a flashback to every single person and then a close up of their face being like, no, like he calls everybody. <laughs> you about to know who I am. You about, oh, you as well will know who I am. Cause I just killed your best friend. And everybody's just like, <gasps> no. just over and over again. I couldn't breathe in anymore. That third one was not deep. <laughs> yeah. so- uh, Dom is still, Super Dom in terms yep. of his super low voice. Mm-hmm. Um, Dom has ascended. <laughs> well, I told you he's had a baptism by fire. He has. Yeah, he has. They've said they have officially made this man he's, invincible. He's, he's been, Dom the it? White now. He's t- he is Dom. <laughs> he is Dom the White. He's made yes. of tempered steel. Like yeah. he. Yes. I don't know what it was. I do know what it was. It was. The fire. You're absolutely he really right. like that's that's walking so through the funny. fire. Like he <laughs> through the fire ex- and flames. Accidental, like real good mythic imagery of him yeah. like dying and reborn from the fire as this like a phoenix, invincible, unstoppable yeah. pile of muscles. And he is. Yeah. And, and I want to talk real quick. I want to jet through <laughs> his first encounter with Shaw in the cars after Shaw blows up the house. Oh my gosh. Jeez. Um, which, by the way, so cool. I just talked about how glad I was they're back in the house. It got exploded. So it got exploded. I thought of you when that happened. <laughs> was that the same house? Yeah, oh, 100%. Because the was, garage is there. That was Brian and Mia's house, though, right? right? They all live there together. It's like a frat house? They all live there? It was always a frat house. Where have you been? Gosh, that seems horrible. Well, it's it's these movies. So, <laughs> Oh, also, before we move past that, maybe one of my favorite shot scenes in this whole movie is Brian in the minivan outside of the school? Yes. That was so good. Yes. It, I was like, where's, where's he at right now? And from the start, they they did a really good job. And one of you was asking for this at the end of the other one. And maybe, Jordan, it was you, but you've always wanted the candy string to be a little stronger. Now, we don't have a, 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 as good of a plot, maybe, as yeah. we've had before. No, we don't. But they really, and it took them a bit, but there's we got a little extra level of depth. We've got yes. the biggest leap of depth. That we've had in a long time for a lot of people because they did it with Hobbs. They did it with Brian. They did it with Dom. I don't know if a lot of that, the catalyst was we knew that the emotions would be flowing about this movie because of Paul Walker. Yeah, maybe. Um, But it was great. And I love that scene too. Well, and to speak to the plot, I would say that this is one of the least complex plots of all of the movies. And because of that, it worked really well, I think. I think it it lets the plot get out of the way and we can have legitimate character arcs for probably the first time in this series. Yes, that's a good point. And it was was highly John Wickian to me in the sense of like, the plot was just like, here's the thing, do the thing, and that was it. Yep. And, And because of that, there were no points where I was like, this doesn't really feel like it serves anything that's happening in this movie because the way they did it was the funnel was so wide that yeah. anything could have served this movie. Right, yeah. And I think that's the brilliant step for this series. So I'm interested. I haven't been able to find anything. I did a ton of reading on this last night after I watched the movie. I can't find anything about if this was, like, was this uh, Brian's original arc for this movie? Because if it's not... I'm amazed that they were able to put this. It's no, a, it wasn't. It wasn't, it, it wasn't supposed yeah. to be. He's like he's gone because of family, and we'll never see him again because of Mia and the kiddo. Yeah, that was not that was not supposed to be. A I'm part. amazed. I actually don't were, think second baby was part of it. I think that happened mm-hmm. afterwards as a way to write him out. This and the scene. Did oh, Mia have they, work done on her face? By the way, she looked different, right? I don't Mia know. Mia looks, and this is really mean. Mia looks like the grandmother skeleton from Coco. 
Yeah. A, a whole bunch. She just, she looks dead. Her skin <laughs> is very stretched. <laughs> when, when, when they have a scene together that was really emotional and he said like, basically didn't he say this would be the last one? It's when they're on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. And me is like, no, you need to do this. And it kind of felt like a goodbye. Yeah. Was was that Paul Walker? Was that a scene that's they had the already shot, filmed? They, that's the scene they had shot for six. Wow. I know. Okay. So they well, they reshot Mia's side of the phone conversation. Right. They did. Okay. That's great. Yeah. And I, I think we're here. So I'm going to go ahead and do it. My super pump is the way that this movie created out of separate pieces, a coherent arc for Brian to explain away respectfully the death of Paul Walker. Yeah. Like it's, it's legitimately like somebody went to the store and was like, they brought me a Lego X-Wing. I was like, here's all your pieces. By the way, we need you to make this into a school bus. Can you do that? It's yeah. like pieces that were not supposed to be part of this thing. And it worked. And it worked. Yeah. It all came together. I mean, I it's, it's a little shallow and like sugary, like candy sweet. You know sure. what I mean, it's like overly sentimental, but I think it works. Yeah. And I think that's one of the main components of what made this the very appropriately. This was the seventh highest grossing film worldwide of all time. Mm. Um, wow. And it, it was kind of a perfect storm. And yeah. There were a lot of things uh, going for it. It did have a vibe. Of course, it's not going to be as dark of a vibe as Dark Knight. And I don't know why that keeps getting brought up yeah. in our podcasts. Maybe the influence of that movie in general. Right. But I with Heath Ledger, um, <laughs> I remember watching that. There was there was things about watching that and seeing Heath Ledger and being like, oh, this is the role that, that yeah. basically killed him. We yeah. don't really have that with Paul Walker, even though, was it a crash? It was. But, it was unrelated to the movie, but it was right. Thanksgiving so, weekend 2013. But it still had, there's something about that that is just so human and interesting. And I think that's what brought yeah. a lot of people to the theater that weren't even, this was probably their first. Mm. It had to be. Like yeah. for you to double your highest grossing well, of this the was, franchise. Yeah. I, I think I read that this was the fastest movie to ever hit a billion. I think you meant Furiousest. Right. I did. But I, yeah, I think I read that this was the movie that hit a billion quicker than any. Yeah. Because the worldwide is nuts too. And I remember like reading that when this came out and going like, come on people. Yeah. Why are you watching this movie? Like it's crap. Why is it, you know, why is it doing so well? And then now watching it. I totally get it. Yeah. In terms of some plot things, they did about as good of a job as they could, which probably ends up being a good job of some of the Letty arc, I think. Yeah. Personally, um, of her, we actually did get to see how uncomfortable she was from the very beginning at the street race. I love that. When everybody's like, the guy- Back to race wars again, by the way. Right, yeah. right. The Back guy, to freaking Booty Town USA. As yeah. Well. They, Just so there was a lot of that butts. this time. And I think Iggy Azalea? Yep. So- I'm glad you brought Iggy Azalea up. Um, I'm I'm going to talk about something here that is my super dump for this movie. And it is our, our three, and I say three knowing there were four cameos, but it is our three celebrity cameos. The fourth cameo, I give a pass because it was T-Pain and it was great because he was only in it for like two seconds and he was a DJ, so it works out The fine. DJ at the yes. skyscraper. Iggy Azalea was the worst thing that had ever happened to this movie. She was on screen for a total of six seconds and she opened her mouth and I said, boo. <laughs> Out loud, I went, boo. She's just so bad. Yeah. Um, if she had been, it, I would have been fine if it was like, and not featuring Iggy is it? And she was right. playing herself. Cause then if she's a bad actor, I'm like, well, she's playing herself. So maybe mm-hmm. she's a bad, but like, dude, it was so bad. Yeah, it was rough. I'm going to count Lucas Black as a celebrity cameo. Cause thank God he was only in this movie for about two minutes. And he did, they did not, for all of the incredible stuff that they did with Paul Walker. Yeah. Who wasn't alive anymore. 
Did Lucas, was he just too proud? Can we just superimpose a face on you too, man? Because I'm not buying an 18-year-old, 40-year-old. This was 2015, right? Yeah. Yeah. Lucas Black, at that time, uh, was... Well, okay, it was shooting in 2013, right? Because that's when Paul Walker died, and that's what kind of... 2013 was five years ago. Lucas Black was 30 years old. Playing playing a a 17-year-old. And you know what was weird? They, They kind of started pulling it off a little bit because... I mean, Bow Wow's just kind of baby faced anyway, so that was easy. No, no, that, that was, was that was that was footage from Tokyo Drift. The Amazing. only thing from the only thing that wasn't old footage was Dom and Lucas Black talking up against the up, rail. That was okay. It. So we found this in the wreck of his car, right? And what are you going to do to the guy that killed Han? Why was it his arms that was the most blatant thing that right? he was old? His arms looked old. <laughs> they really did. Wasn't that strange? Yeah. I, well, I and his hairline like, had. Well, he's gone. always had hair that yeah. starts like behind his ears. Yeah. I was surprised that you said thirty. Yeah, I expected so much older. I did than too. That. <laughs> but so I, I want to hit the the one final celebrity cameo that was just abysmal. And she can kill me if she wants because she's that way. So like, if she wants to come fight me, I'll die. But Ronda Rousey was maybe worse than any yeah, other person she was that has so been in this bad. series. That was really really bad. And she my, was worse than the UFC fighter from the oh a hundred percent. And my thing is, like we brought up last week, I don't need a real puncher to punch. It's a movie. Right. Yep. Just get me somebody who's an okay actor. Right. Like Ronda Rousey was atrociously bad in this movie. Yep. And uh, those three celebrity cameos together are the three lowest, deepest valleys of this movie. <laughs> so is that your collective super? Yes, dump? it yeah. is. But I, I would love to jump back to sort yeah, of. We were talking about Letty's arc. They went yeah, to, Letty's yeah. arc. Yeah. And then she's kind of staring at the grave. And this was, I think, the best writing we've had in a movie. Yeah. Um, and she's looking at the grave and it says blank to 2009. And she says, this actually don't destroy this with a sledgehammer that you've pulled out of nowhere, Dom. Yeah. It's again later. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, no, this is when I died. This is really weird for me. I don't remember any of these things. You keep telling me everything. And my life is strange right now. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. They've kind of found a way pretty quickly because you have to do everything like that in this franchise to, Open up that story arc a little bit. So let's let's jump then to the end of Letty's arc. What did you? How did you feel about the reveal that Letty and Dom were married in the Dominican Republic? I felt like this was the best groom's outfit I've ever seen <laughs> white in my life. Pants and a white wife, white beater. wife beater. Yeah, I feel like it started strong and ended weak. Okay. I think for them to create something that we could just barely allude to in the other movies. It's like, actually there wasn't a ring. It was that cross. That's the whole time. No, actually I bet that cross was just a symbol of family. Yeah. And that's something that has been a part of the entire franchise, but yeah. you've turned it into an engagement ring because yeah. you forgot one at your wedding day. Yeah. Well, no, he did that's, wear a wife beater. So that's very stupid. Wait, wait, hey, and if you're listening and you wore a wife beater at your wedding, you do you. That sounds like a great decision. If anything, I'm glad she's back. I'm glad in the yeah. next movie, she didn't have to deal well, with this stuff anymore. And we yes, can move on. I, I totally agree with that. I think it ended weak. I don't love the reveal that they're married, but I do love Dom's reasoning when she's like, why didn't you tell me this? That whole was time? a great line. He's like, you can't tell somebody they love you. That actually right? like was really, really good, really I do good line. That. I really did like that. Also, do I wish to- he had more control of his of his head though at the time because <laughs> he because of his baldness, that whole scene just looked like she birthed a fifty year old baby. <laughs> 
And I, I was so disturbed because he just can't control his head and he's drooling blood. Did you notice that two times, like before the flashback and immediately, and like one cut after the flashback, they used the same clip of Michelle Rodriguez saying, I remember everything. Yes. It was in yes. the movie twice, and it was such a bad read of I that line, that. and it was in the movie two times. Maybe <laughs> maybe separated by 20 seconds total. Yeah. It was pretty unreal. Yep. Um, I, I, I personally didn't have a huge problem with the marriage reveal, okay. only because, like, nothing else makes sense, but I still am into it, so yeah. whatever. One, then she really is Mrs. Alpha, yeah. like Ramsey says. Yeah. Um, I, I want to maybe... Maybe we should organize the the next part of this episode by talking about their mission as a whole and just hit the big points. Yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously, like a huge pump from me, Kurt Russell. I love, he's good in everything. What is he bad in? Is the thing, and he's so perfect for this franchise. They've yep. done this again, which so was Statham and so was The Rock. Yeah, and so this made me think of something. And right now, I'm gonna just like. Please, some sports fans that listen to this, mm-hmm. I have a really good analogy for this, I think. Hit it. And it happens with a lot of franchises, but specifically right now, so the Golden State Warriors have won several championships. The reason they were able to attract big name stars is that they did a good job developing people. So like there's like the Splash Brothers, and I'm sorry you guys are like glazed over right now. The Splash Brothers? The Splash, that's what they're called. So it's uh, Steph Curry and... Um, Wow. Beth Curry. I'm so deep into cars right now. I can't think of it. Regardless. Steph Splash. They basically won a championship without having a superstar that they paid a lot of money. And then they started attracting superstars and everybody's getting really upset about it. Right. But really they, they just did this the whole time. So that's kind of what happened with the franchise. Right. They gained momentum. Then you signed The Rock. Then you signed Jason Statham. Now here's Kurt Russell. Now here's the guy from Blood Diamond. Now here's Ronda Rousey. Charlize now here's like all these things. The next Charlize Theron's in the next one. The people that had no place being a part of this franchise. Can you think of if Kurt Russell showed up in two? Yeah, it would have been weird. <laughs> yeah. Like, what on earth? They don't deserve this. I'm, but I, I remember being them. like, oh, good. Yeah. And I didn't I didn't fault him for doing that. I was like, no, this is what it needs. Yeah, I really want them to start just like pulling some of the cast members of the Expendables into this. I, th- like, I think Expendables a lot of the times in this. Like, movie. honestly. If Fast and Furious 9 had a crossover with Expendables. was Expendables 4 and it was just a crossover. Are there three Expendables? I think there are. I right? think there are. Whoa. But if if it was a, like it tonally feels the same kind of thing where it's just like, remember this guy from Punching Stuff? Yeah. He's in this one and he's punching stuff. Clay Thompson's the other Splash Brother. Anyways, we'll edit that in. <laughs> See if you can do it. The Fast and Furious 6 editors, exactly. uh, 7 editors did <laughs> with Paul Walker for that. Thanks. The Splash Brothers. That sounds like a children's cartoon. It does sound like a children's cartoon. It is. But I want to talk about the very first thing that they do. The very first big wild stunt of this movie. Parachuting cars down from an oh, airplane. This is Doge the has been waiting for this for five episodes. I was just yep. about to say, this is the moment that I've been waiting for for like five to seven episodes. Yep. It I, delivers. This was... Everything I've ever wanted from these movies. <laughs> yeah, yes. I agree. Like, maybe more than the tank. Oh, wow. Getting born on the highway. Like, yep. this was just so great. Yeah, it really was. And like, didn't for, I, there was no part of me that was like, they probably couldn't breathe that high. That's probably like, it's, I was just like, right, yes! <laughs> right. Because now I've bought into the ridiculous thing that like, Tech Tej has really handled all of this. Yeah, yep. exactly. And it's going to make complete sense. And, and by the way, Tech Tej is Full blown geek squad in this yeah, movie. Yeah, I would say he's he's Donatello Tony Stark. Yeah, like he can build 
anything that they need yep. and hack any hackers hacking stuff. But the the whole <laughs> the entire heist of that tr- uh like trying bus to get trying to get Ramsey was awesome. It yeah. was so good. Um I love that every car was bulletproof. Mhm. About time? About right? time? Yeah, about time. Oh, and the scene where so yeah, the the massive thing, I don't even know what to call that caravan that they're trying to to yeah. heist. Yeah. yeah. But the scene where the it has oh wait even more guns coming out of the side <laughs> yeah. of it and it starts shooting at Tedge, him rolling up his bulletproof window yep. was With one of crank. the was one of the funniest scenes <laughs> that they've actually done the whole time. Yep. And I think this whole movie did did humor really well. I was just about to say I'm really really loving Tedge and Roman as yes. the comic relief. Yes, so much more than the other two guys whose names I've already forgotten. Oh, Jordan's favorite guys that he I, wishes had still, a spinoff. I think they come back in the next movie. I'm very excited about it. Okay. As long as they don't get in the way of my Tej and Roman. I'd love for them to partner alongside by side with Tej and Roman. Gross. Mm. Let's let's quad up. You know what I mean? (laughs) Quad up. So this scene ends with Paul Walker running up a bus as it's falling off of a cliff. Oh, I loved it so much. I distinctly remember when this movie came out, I saw a gif of that moment. And I was like, that is the perfect example of why I will never like these movies. <laughs> that is so dumb. I can't believe they did that. And now watching it, that was like one of the coolest parts of this yeah. movie. That was so cool. You're like, this is the perfect example of why I love these movies. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. hundred percent. Yeah, it was. It felt a lot like uh, Drake from Uncharted. It did. Yeah, it really did. I almost Hanging feel like the there was almost a scene for scene thing and I remembered playing that and being like huh I want, I can't remember which came first I feel it like was it was Uncharted because yeah. it was Uncharted 2 yeah. yeah and it's so tough because this what's so funny about this movie is you, you said and this scene ends with you know this peak thing that happens in 10 minutes they gave us cars that came out of a plane um, him running up the side of this bus but wait oh it doesn't end there no because Letty comes up and tail spins to catch him and that was amazing as well. It was so amazing. Cool. And then she goes, she goes, you good? He's like, thank you. And that was it. <laughs> Nobody in this movie. And it's because they're used to it. Like us in the same way that we're not like, that's impossible. Nobody's like, Oh my gosh, are you okay? And right. we're just like, just dude. another day on the job. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this scene actually sets up what I like to call the clapback of this movie. This movie just has all of these, like right back at you, son. Like, Oh yeah. Cause yeah. the guy goes, uh, what he goes uh, too fast or or what do you say not quite fast enough or whatever and then Paul Walker says oh, too slow. The, yeah. oh yeah no that you're, that's what it was too slow yeah. Paul Walker says the exact same thing to him later when he gets pulled off which the was thing. great my favorite one is cars don't fly yep which yeah. where Jack yeah. says that and then he goes then, cars don't fly and then yeah. hey cars don't fly, cars don't fly. The, yeah uh, can we talk about uh, Abu Dhabi now please. Wait, there's something no. in between. Can't we talk about, I mean, we alluded to it at the beginning, but that's the thing about this movie. There's so much crazy stuff. It's hard not to blow over it. But he does donuts and then just drives down a mountain with Ramsey. Oh, that's, that's the point. same scene. That's yeah. a great and, point. And then a- I was like, why on earth did he do the donuts? And I still catch myself finding the most petty things to pick apart. I think I figured out why. But it's like, the wait, wait, hold up. Why? But I. The dust. But you still have one direction to go to shoot. And since when do supervillains count down when that they're going to my- shoot? He's yeah. like, on my mark. It's like, wait, are we in the Civil War? Like, yeah. why did why <laughs> did this start happening? And then, and then uh, Shaw goes, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I'm but just going to watch this happen. In, 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 I can't interesting. I really wanted that car. And it's it's 
I, I keep wanting it to be more ridiculous. Like yeah. it's done this yeah. full 180 for me because I wanted that car just to be a chassis, like just to be when it got to the bottom, like just mean? a tiny box yeah. with the two of them in it and they survived. And so. I wanted them to drive it. Like I was hoping it would flip all the way down and it was just nothing but like the metal. Like of the, the roll cage of kind the of a car. thing. Yeah. And they just drive, drive away. away. Like a dune buggy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But no, let's please, let's go to the skyscraper. Well, you, you also, actually- that was a, clap, a, a callback though, because he reinforced the chassis of his car after getting destroyed in that game of chicken. Yeah. Against which was which, pointless. Brother but, which, and here's some, you know, being some more imagery again is like, here is an antagonist that's going to stick around for a long time. And he's just as bad as Dom because neither of them, I mean, that is the tangible realization that we, neither of us will ever back down. We will always fight forever. They hit each other in chicken. Well, and that's the physical imagery of what Kurt Russell says later when he's like, uh, you're in a different world or this guy's from a different world and you're in it now. Yeah. It's like Dom's old tricks, Dom's regular car. Can't handle Brother Shaw's yeah, car. can't do it. Right. And the thing about Shaw that is set up really cool in the mountain scene before we get to Abu Dhabi is Shaw really felt like a Michael Myers-esque character <laughs> in this movie where it yeah. was just like, at all times, he's coming for you. Yeah. He could be there. I mean, he barely talks in this movie. Yeah. But every time he shows up, I'm like, oh, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Because when they no. say, uh, there's an unidentified car in the area. At first, I was like, is that going to be Roman's car That's finally hitting the ground? But it's like, okay, makes sense. Yep. Sure. Um, I want to talk about Abu Dhabi specifically because it is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, gold, everything about the ex- tower. Minus the gold objectification. Yeah. yeah that was rough. Not really into that so much. But the plan yeah. in the building of... Loved a huge pump from me when Roman's like, what do I do? Be, just be Roman. Yeah. And he goes, okay. Yeah. And I love and the that, birthday party. And that Tej is like, don't do birthday. Like he knows Roman's yeah. tricks. Yeah. He knows what Roman <laughs> likes to do. He's like, don't do birthday. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Like that whole thing. Like everything about the Abu Dhabi stuff was cool. Yeah. There was one thing that was cooler than cool. That's right. I'm ice, ice cold. cold. <laughs> and that is... The greatest stunt in the history of stunts. You're talking about when Vin Diesel picks up a car and holds it. First for 10 of minutes. all, that <laughs> that was almost my super pump. That I they, was like, they what? just went into the room and Vin Diesel was like, "Don't worry, I'll pick up this car." And he just <laughs> lifts it up. <laughs> but he, to be fair, he does go ah, like as he lifts. I it. think the engine of that car is also in the front. So that would mean that that was the heaviest part of the car. <laughs> right. So it's like, okay, whatever. I mean, he's lifting like a ton right now. Yes. <laughs> but no, go ahead. So I want to talk about the jump. Because my favorite thing about this jump is the fact that, so they jump the car from one building, <gasps> yeah. boom, through the air, smash the window, barely make it, land in the other building. And then this movie looks you in the eye and it says, hey, do you like that? Did you like that, you it, big dumb idiot? Totally fast and Because here it is again. Yes. <laughs> I mean, literally the exact same thing about eight but seconds after. I still after loved it. I Dude, loved it both if it times. Was, maybe if more. If it was two and a half hours of them just jumping buildings like it's out of Rampage or something, yep. I would have loved this movie. Yep. Slow it down 30,000 frames per second. I'm going to watch everything. Like it's something, Planet Earth. Something that I've read is that Vin Diesel has hinted that the future of this franchise might go to New York City. And I want a car jumping all across Manhattan through every skyscraper, like Man of They've Steel got, style, destroying you can do it the there. whole city. But a car jumping, and be they'd be like 100 And jumps. we'll get to it, but like if something's going to be filmed in your city, so if we're talking about like that Fast and the Furious is the real world, 
it's really going to be sucky for your economy if yeah. they decide yeah. to use you as home base for the final scene. I'm sorry, man, but you're going to have to rebuild. Yeah. It's going to take a while. <laughs> it's game over for your city. It's the, so bad. But here's the thing. I loved this jump so much. I, I want to be very clear. The fact that it is not my super pump hmm. is a travesty, but... There's something else that happens later that we're not going to get to just yet. I think we might have the same. <laughs> I, I think we do too, because it's the greatest thing I've ever watched. Yeah. But let's even this, <laughs> even this car falling. Oh, all yeah. of those stories was wonderful. Yeah. And I think the, I think the, I'm almost certain the end was CGI, but they did yeah. a great job of it. Yeah. Of it actually crashing and crushing. Yeah. Um, oh my goodness gracious. Yeah. And we moved past it a little bit. I'm, my super dump <laughs> is the the objectification station that like other little of, pit stop of that we Ramsey. take here of Ramsey of the uh, yeah. women in gold of of the stuff at Race Wars. We've talked about that ad nauseum on other episodes, but like, still it I, doesn't I, add anything. I can't believe it came back, and yeah. like that's something that I feel like you can get away with when you're Fast and Furious one. Yeah, and it's like this is the movie we are. This is what we're catering to, but like it just feels like a weird like piece of what the franchise used to I'm be. I'm so what it is interested right now. to see <clears throat> with the culture that we're in right now. Yeah. Yeah. And just the massive exodus and moves that are happening right now. What is, what are the next installments going to look like? Yeah. yeah. Because there's no way that would fly. I really don't think so. I don't think so, but we'll see. Yeah. Here's the, here's the other thing about the objectification stuff that drives me kind of crazy. I'm looking up her name right now, but the girl that plays Ramsey Mm-hmm. is the perfect example of this. I think her name is Natalie, Natalie Emanuel. Yeah. Here's the thing about her and, and plenty of the women that are objectified in these movies that frustrates me. It's clear that they're pretty. Yeah. But we don't need a slow-mo scene of them climbing out of the ocean to be like, Oh, I get it now. Right. Like we got it. Like she's a, a pretty person. We're, we're good. I don't need yeah so much of it so much of it for me in this one was the comments about it I yeah. think just yeah. the the um script that was written on it because the scene of her coming out of the water is basically what Halle Berry does in one of the James Bond movies right but because he's a gentleman he doesn't he just keeps it to himself and if he does <laughs> it's in a British accent and so I guess it's just yeah. kind of like clouded a little bit. You talk about me in that voice and I wouldn't be a fan Right, but it's, it's, it is something about how she just kind of felt like a piece of meat and they gave her so much in her character to say she's not. She's probably the most capable person out of all of you. The guy that was like her friend from there Yeah, that came over and was like, don't call dibs on her. Like her knee, my groin, I'll never call dibs on her again. Right. I I liked that actually, but I think we still could have had that without the preceding scene. For sure. Yeah, it feels regressive to yeah. have our protagonists, the heroes of this movie, like fighting over her like she's a piece of meat. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't anyway, like we don't need to spend a ton of time on sure. that. Yeah. If you want to hear our opinions on female objectification, just listen to any of the listen other episodes. To any of the other Fast and Furious episodes. Um, so the the very next thing after the building jump, they kind of jump straight back to LA, right? I mean, it's the the plan plan. Yeah, I think so. Hot potato. No, they don't go back to LA until uh, the until Shaw and the other guy. Because remember, oh, they get right. they get the God's eye. They use that. They go to the warehouse where Shaw is just eating dinner. Yep. And then he reveals he's been partnering with uh, what's his name, the guy from J- in the movie. I think his name is Jaconda. Yeah, or Jaconde. Yeah, Jaconde. Jimon Hansu. Yeah. 
from Gladi- Gladiator. Is that, is that how you say in it? Blood Diamond. I'm pretty sure Jimin Hounsu or Hounsu. Yeah, in yeah. my in my in my He's head, voice, back down. When I read it, I read his name as Digimon. Digimon. Oh wait, Digital is the warehouse the scene where they go sledding down the stairs? No. Are you sure? Is Isn't it? that when I don't remember? That's in LA when uh, when Brian's trying to get to the top of the building Oof. to set the yep. satellite. That's yep, a yep, wonderful yep. thing about this movie. Is There's that, so like, many. Is this when the thing? No, yeah. that's when the thing. Well, and and I actually want to talk about the God's Eye for like literally two seconds, and then we'll move on. Mm-hmm. They really don't need the God's Eye to find Shaw. Shaw no, finds he, them every thirty seconds. Exactly. I was yeah. going to say Sean. Shaw finds them. Like Sean finds them. Sean. Is <laughs> Sean's the actual bad guy the whole time? I told you I was going to find the guy that did this to Han. <laughs> the me. friend of my enemy's friend is my enemy's friend is me. So they're teamed up. The bad, Both bad guys are teamed up now, and then now we're back in L.A. Well, yep. before that, I just want to say, Kurt Russell goes full John they Wick gave him, in this They warehouse. gave him, yeah. They let him also oh, be invincible. Almost my super pump. Yeah, that was awesome. When he, <laughs> when he turns his sunglasses on and they're night because vision Because no one else needed night vision. And then he just is like, <laughs> I'll handle it. <laughs> Man, I was like, you killed one of my guys. Happening? Oh well, like Mr. Nobody. Unreal. What a cool name. Dude. Yeah, what a yeah. Cool. And he's, by the way, has, he's coming back for sure. Sure, I want him to. He has so to. badly. Well, they've created another character that they can make sense of him just showing up out of nowhere At anytime. Yep, because that's his thing. And and by this point, when we head back to L.A. in this movie, I want to point out something that was also almost my super super dump. There's a severe lack of Hobbs in the middle of this sandwich. Yeah. Hobbs yeah. is the bread. It, and, and it Hobbs makes me very sad. Meat. I wanted to look back because I think was the rock at this point in his life. He's so busy. Hmm. The rock, like Dwayne Johnson yeah. filming movies. That part of me was like, did they, was this part of the plot to give him a break? Because he's also simultaneously filming something else I at this time. So. Was, it, was this 2015 would have been this one. Was when this released, he would have been filming in 2013. So he would have been filming in 2013. What else was he doing? Oh, it might have been he had to commit a lot to Hercules. I don't remember I think it when was that Hercules came out. Now that I'm thinking about Man, it. I forgot about that movie. That's the one where he like even his diet changed and he got the most ripped ever. I think it was Hercules. I think I remember reading that. And he um, had to take a break during that time, but, but anyways. I uh I love that they brought everything back to LA for the final showdown. Though I do hate that they've been like, "No, we got to get them on our place. They have to come to our home." When you know that Maybe one of your random friends is going to die because you did this because you've destroyed half of LA. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, yeah. it's ir- it's just irresponsible. Very much so. But that's how they roll. Um, but I want to I want to give a huge pump to their plan. Yeah, to yeah. pass off Ramsey. Hot potato. Hot potato. That was really cool. So awesome. Really cool. And the way that it worked out with like the sliding and the diving and the moving and the exploding, like it was a good time. Yeah, the truck all. that drops all of the massive things that like. They they kind of look like logs, but he lowers his car. He goes. Brian lowers his car and just goes under. Uh, so many things within that that were amazing. And uh, the <laughs> I don't even know necessarily what to call it. The drone, I guess, that's basically a fighter jet. Yeah, that follows them the whole time. Meanwhile, Dom and Shaw are just having a wrench based lightsaber battle for. I, about 30 I was minutes. saying this is pretty much Darth Maul and. Quite got an Obi Wan. Yeah, yep. Actually, when he pulls out, he's like, "You're blank, blank, right? It is a street fight." They go to some like choir type music. Yeah, they like do. it sounded exactly like, like Star Wars, right? Yep. And I thought I was okay so, with that. Small dump 
on this scene. I loved it a whole lot. But as you're watching this, as we have back to back to back to back to back to back to back, the whole franchise, this feels like a weird direction to take Dom because a huge part of his arc in the first few movies that we saw him in was like, this is the guy that almost beat a man to death with a wrench, right? Or a tire iron or something like that. Almost beat a man to death. And he's trying to deal with that and move past that. And then in this one, he's like, I got two wrenches with your name on them. Like a right, but it's five only, foot wrench. Yeah. And it's only ever at the guy though. That's literally no one else has killed his friends until yeah. now. No, that's true. Yeah. So maybe that's where that that's came point. from. Wait, didn't what, who was the guy that he almost killed though? With the tire iron. Isn't that the guy that Hobbs? I, I thought he almost killed Hobbs. No, no, no. In the, Him and Hobbs get in a fight. I thought it was almost just beat a, the heck out of him. Wasn't that just a thing? I don't think we saw that. No, we didn't see that. That was like his backstory in the first one. I feel like it had something to do with his dad's wreck. Like, wasn't it the guy that sabotaged his dad's car or something like that? Okay. I don't remember. I don't know. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at this point because it's essentially a separate franchise starting with Fast and Furious 4. Something that has to happen, and it was throughout this movie, but it it very much had to happen during Hot Potato, is my super dump. Um, And I've dumped on this before, and it might have been my super dump before, but with the technology that you have, I, I am ready for a headset in your car to communicate to each other. Um, I just like hands off, hands free communication. Yep. Please put the walkie talkies away. I super dump <laughs> yeah. that because when your number one thing that makes you a superhero is that you're a good driver, why would you, out of all these wonderful plans you've made, make yourself have to drive with one hand 80% of the time because you're talking on a walkie talkie yeah. to your friends. I agree. Yep. The technology is there. Yeah. The technology was there in Too Fast, Too Furious, yeah. probably. Why on earth are we doing Shaw's this? Shaw's whole team had, had hands-free headsets in the last movie. There was a car that you said cost $34 million. And you were in that, and you probably would have been on a walkie-talkie to talk to somebody. <laughs> well, I'm so time. over that. They flying 154 stories in the air. You've, so. you, if, I'm gonna, if you're going to make me believe all these wonderful things that I want to believe that aren't real, at least give me some realistic... Yep. Ways to communicate to each other. Yep. I don't know why that yep. rubbed me a wrong way. Maybe y'all didn't notice that in this one, but everybody has one hand and they're doing ridiculous things. Yeah. Well, they're just, <laughs> they got really fast hands. Uh, and during, furious hands. During the street fight with Shaw and Dwayne, or, and uh, Dom on the roof, uh, I want to wrap that up so we can get to talking about the remainder of the action. Let's please talk about the way that he defeats him. So that's what I was going to say. The line that he says is maybe the dumbest line in all of Fast and Furious. Because yep. you have now made the street a character. He goes, <laughs> that's the thing about street fights. The street always wins. Hey, Dom. It doesn't, though. <laughs> that makes no sense, Dom. Hey, Dom. That makes no sense. The street always. that. So what you're saying is at the end of every street fight, everybody falls headfirst and is knocked unconscious. Right. Maybe he doesn't mean literally. Maybe he means the street lifestyle. Like the only true winner in a street fight is this cycle of destruction. Everybody. The manifestation of the street. The scripted character of the actual street consumed (laughs) our villain. Yeah. 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 Thanks to uh, the weight of supposedly a 500 ton foot. That that destroyed oh the rest God. of the garage. I loved that so much. But it was so amazing. Much. It was amazing. I, I'm not ragging on it. It's and just like, wow. So while that fight is happening, we've got our, our other characters racing amongst the city. And they're getting into some, some pickles and in need of saving. So who else is going to come to the rescue but our boy, Dwayne the Hobbs Johnson? Explain to me what he does. 
So we have arrived at my super pump for this movie. And I'd like to describe it to you. I'll be right here with you. When Hobbs in the hospital looks at the TV and realizes that something crazy is going down, he stands up and looks out the window and he sees fire burning. Mm. <laughs> and, and his daughter's like, Daddy, what's going on? Is everything okay? Hobbs looks at his daughter and goes, Daddy's got to go to work. And then flexes his cast off. That's my, that specifically is my super pump. Yep. Same. The cast flexing. Somehow you have made in a movie that is full of the most ridiculous stunts that you've spent millions of dollars on. Somehow you have made a single muscular man's bicep the best part of this movie. A hundred percent. Because it broke through a cast. He stood up up and I looked at Jess and I was like, oh my gosh, I hope he flexes the cast off. I had no idea. I had no idea that's what he did. (laughs) He stood up and I was like, Jess, I hope he flexes the cast off. And then he looks down at his arm and starts flexing. And I grabbed her thigh and like <laughs> probably bruised her, squeezed really hard. Because you're like, super muscular. Because I'm super, I flexed my cast off <laughs> in excitement. <laughs> and it, he just <laughs> rips this thing. talk about it. Walks over to his daughter and goes, give me three for the road. Boom, boom, boom. Drives an ambulance, destroys this drone, drops to the ground. And then she says, we need to call the cavalry. And then he says, woman, I am the Calvary. Yep. He yeah. mispronounces Calvary. Yep. Didn't no, care. Maybe he doesn't. Um, maybe it was a biblical reference. Figure. Yeah. Takes uh, a chain is, gun. I'm, it sounds like I'm making this up. That is another line that I called whenever, uh, oh. whenever she was like, we got to call the Calvary. Oh, the cavalry. everybody like, called that. I am the Calvary. I am the Calvary. And he's like, woman, I am the Calvary. Yeah. That's everybody called that. That's the beauty of Hobbs. Yep. Oh, like man, of all the, the predictable character. characters, he's the most predictable. Yep. We knocked on that at the beginning and said, why don't you give the rock more chances to be charismatic? But now it's what I need. But now it's like, no, I get it now. Uh-huh. Who yep. else? Who else but Hobbs? Now, my <laughs> only thing is with this chain gun, why couldn't he just- Why like, are we doing the chain gun first though? <laughs> because first before all. that happens, <laughs> he drives an ambulance he stole. Yeah. On top of the drone to destroy the drone. Yeah. And yeah. survives. That was and just incredible. And here's the thing with the chain gun, though. It would have been just as believable to me if he had done a full sprint and jumped 100 feet into the air <laughs> right. to smash through this helicopter. I would have bought it. I would have been like, yep. Like he did right. to Lars from Six when yeah. Vin Diesel picked him up. <laughs> yep, yep. But this chain gun, the only, thing I, the only problem I have with this scene, the only dump I have is I feel like he could have just moved to the left a little bit and shot out the back rotor and taken the helicopter down without all the fuss. Right. But then he wouldn't get to shoot the bag of grenades. With that a dumb. handgun after that, by the way. Which, <laughs> if your aim is so bad with that, I feel like if you're going to get it on the third or fourth shot with the grenades, just shoot the pilot in the head with your hand. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> but it's not nearly as cool. No. I think I would have, if you if that had happened and then you tell me later in the extended cut, like when they're talking to the director, they're like, actually, this was the plan, but we just decided, you know what? But let's just shoot him in the head and get over with it. It's like, wait, you skipped him shooting a bag of grenades to blow up the helicopter? That's so stupid. (laughs) My only thing is like, why didn't Dom just pull one of the pins? That's what I thought was going to happen, but he was driving. That is how those work. He was using using two hands though. Here's what I've realized. First of all, I'll preface this by saying I've never been roofied. Um, Good. Same. Fast and the Furious is like, I blacked out and then I wake up and I'm I'm asking someone, what happened? <laughs> How did I get here? Like at the end of a Fast and Furious movie, it just feels like a fever dream. There's certain things I remember, certain things that I don't. But I knew there was a good time before I I just I just passed out. Yep. And it's just like, oh my god, 
can you try and explain to me what just went down? And then they explain things. And I start remembering like Letty and I'm like, wow, that did happen. I remember everything. I remember everything. Oh gosh. (laughs) (laughs) But Dom and, and they try and, but we all know better. I think, I think the $1.5 billion that was given to this movie knows better Yeah, that this isn't really going to be a sacrificial thing for Dom. Yeah, no, he's just doing what he has to do. He's not going to die. I don't know why anybody was worried he was going to die after everything we've already seen. If Shaw didn't die, like... Not to mention Dom got hit in the face just before that with a wrench. A big wrench. (laughs) A big wrench. I don't know why that of many things. I was like, see, I don't believe that. He should be dead. Yeah. But it's... Yeah, he, he... We see him... I kind of had trouble figuring out where the car started and how it ended up ramping in... To the helicopter because yeah. it's and doing a perfect stru- kickflip, right? But structurally, like it kept avoiding. Hasn't the whole garage fallen down by that point? If you're traveling in a kind of a circle up this parking garage and it keep continuously is falling behind you, what's left for you to drive on? That's a great point. But anyways, our hearts. <laughs> you drive on. A, he drove on our hearts. Our, our hearts, hearts and, and our emotion and our adrenaline. Yeah. I think is the only thing no, that that's kept true. Vin Diesel going. Work. We've got another slow mo. This. Slow-mo cars has become like their play. Yep. The slow-mo cars in the air, totally fine with it. Yeah, I'm a, We've I'll got the slow-mo it. car in the air. Um, Jakinde thinks, oh, they just barely scraped the helicopter. No. Boom. Boom. Hung a bag, but here's the thing. If he came back next movie, I'd be like, yeah, I, I get that. Yeah, oh, probably. yeah. <laughs> he, he also is not dead. Yeah. And I... I really like that actor that plays Jakin, yeah, Jakinde. And so I, I had wanted some more things from him. I thought I thought they didn't do enough with him, but I was happy enough. I, I forgot how good of a screamer he is. Yeah. When he's screaming at everybody, he's like, what are you doing? Like, it's just like ridiculous. Yeah. So I was like, okay, no, that's fine. That's enough for me. Yeah. I think you got everything you could out of him. So we end this kind of, this is the big climax of our movie. And then we end it with Letty remembering. And yeah. then they, they kind of... I guess just move on from there to a party on the beach. And we're, no, well, they lock Shaw in jail first. They lock Shaw in jail. That's right. Uh, and The Rock says he'll kill him, essentially. If he gets like, out. no, these guns are here to keep me from coming in here and kicking your butt. Go through 38 feet of concrete. I'll be on the other side waiting. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, those two are going to be in a spinoff. Yeah, I know. Good. Can't That's wait. all I want. I think so far, I think the unofficial title is Hobbs and Shaw. Really? Yeah. Here's the thing also. I don't know if I've officially stated it yet. But like huge pump on Shaw. Like oh, Jason yeah. Statham I think is, that goes without saying. Is perfect for this series. Really, he is. Yeah. And, and that's kind of what he's made for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so the now, beach party. yeah, let's, I think we're in, we're in full blown tribute at this point. And I got to say, I think we touched on it a little bit at the beginning. I was genuinely moved at the end of this movie. Well, it Me was too. done well. It was. It, it, really, it was really was well. a more, for all the, Things that were not tasteful. This this was super tasteful. I was just gonna say, respectful and tasteful are not words that you often associate with the Fast and Furious franchise. But I think this thing was both. Yeah. This tribute was just like genuinely touching. Like and we got a, uh, our second Dom voiceover of the whole series. Yeah, and just kind of you know, to me that was one of the things that was cool about it is it was Dom talking about Brian. Yeah, but it was also Vin talking about Paul. Yeah, which was yeah cool. That was really cool. And when when Letty kind of gets a little teary eyed, that almost got me right there. Yeah, when uh, Michelle Rodriguez is like, what I felt like was probably genuinely sad. Yeah, in that moment, um, it was a lot of reverence for like Ludacris to say, "Hey, like, 
Roman, now's not the time. Do you see, do you look at that? Like, look at what's happening right now. And yeah. so that was, that yeah. was really cool. I think my favorite part of all of it was them driving together and then just showing, going separate oh, ways. That. The car, car just yeah. kind of forking. Man, that was road. cool. I actually really loved the kind of look back at Paul Walker's time. Yeah. Like that was the thing that got, is like going back and being like, oh wow. Cause we say he's ageless, but they jumped back and showed one and I was like, whoa, he looked actually like a, did look like a baby. Looked like a there. baby. Yeah. And yeah. like, I don't know. It was kind of kind of sad to me. I like that one got me. Did you cry? Uh, no, I didn't cry. But um, it's hard to make me cry. But did like, you cry? No. Me? Yeah, me neither. Totally. None of uh, none of the three of us did. <laughs> Zero tears from <laughs> any of us. It, it, I'm I'm a notoriously difficult crier, but I feel very strongly. So and I was tough. very sad. I'm t- I uh, during that takes time. a good episode of Queer Eye. It does take a good episode <laughs> of Queer Eye to get me. And by that I mean we literally almost talked every about that last night. I know. <laughs> I don't oh. know what it is about that show that gets me. You know what? Let's dock. Let's dock the next series and uh, just review Queer Eye. Yeah, I'd do it. it in a heartbeat. Cool beans. Um, but uh, yeah, th- this movie comes to a close on a very. I would say in an impressively hopeful tone. Yeah. Um, for, and then it just kind of ends with for Paul. Yeah. And I think that's honestly, that was enough. That yeah. Was yeah. Perfect. That was yeah. totally fine. They did it. Totally fine. So that's, a, that's the end of our movie. Yeah. Um, it was, we only and have you talk about, yeah. And I look to, I look ahead. You talk about how, what are they going to do when sales kind of regress a little bit? So the next movie is going to make 300 million less than what this one did. So this one made wow. 1.5 billion. The next one makes 1.2. It still is a billion dollar movie, yeah. which are they're becoming easier to come by with super franchises. Yeah, but it, it takes a step back a little bit. So that's going to be interesting for us to go into uh, yeah. and look forward to the our final installment for the series. And I, I I guess we'll have more time to reflect on how we feel about the whole series yeah. next time. But we will. Yeah, it's been a ride. It has been, it has a, ride. been a ride. It's been fast. It's been furious. It's been furious. We've taken these episodes a quarter mile at a time. We have, wow. but we still have one more left. Let's, uh, should, should we rate and review? I think that I, sounds I'm like ready. a great idea. So uh, here at Two Chunks in a Hunk, we have the perfect way to rate movies. It's called the Scientific Cinema Scale, and it is flawless, proven by science. It is as follows. The best thing we can ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it. Buy, buy that, that poster. poster. The next best thing is to buy it. After that, it's going to be rented. The next best thing after that is stream it. After that, it's going to be forget it. And last but not least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God, God hath forsaken us. us. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. This movie, gosh, it might be a buy it, you guys. This was really, really good. I think that I would, I think I would buy this one for the combination of it's like you said last week that this is an escalation game, Jordan. Yep. Um, and I think they escalated really well, but also ended on a really emotionally important note. Yeah, I agree with um, that. Just a really interesting blend of tones and, I don't know, just just a really interesting combination yeah, for this movie. So I agree with that. Buy it. I'll buy it. I All I, all I had asked of seven, <clears throat> because of how I w- impressed I was by six, was just to do the same thing. And it actually did that. And there were some other things. I mean, it gave us even more moments for me to stand up and be like, do it, do yep. it, do it, do it. They did it. Yep. <laughs> um, it's another buy it. So I've, I've, I've bought six and now I've bought seven. It's a buy it for me. This movie is also a buy it for me. This God. is my yeah. first buy it of the franchise. Look baby, at us. Baby, buy, buy, buy. This is, oh, this is my favorite. <laughs> 
we were all really in sync on that one. Yeah. This is my favorite <laughs> driving movie on the back streets of this series. Um, this was a blast. Yeah. I would watch this again in a heartbeat, like kind of thinking about watching it again this week. Well, Jordan, not to surprise you, but turn over your left shoulder and look at the TV. Look what's playing right now. It's the movie. Same one. <laughs> it's not. It's not. There's no TV over my left shoulder. So next week, we're going to be wrapping up our Fast and Furious series by talking about Fate of the Furious. Oh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you didn't ask all of us to say it. <laughs> because I was, was in my head. I was like, wait, I didn't do my research. What's the next one called? <laughs> <laughs> we do normally say it all together. I I got crazy. That That's time. okay. Um, I'm excited. Fate to- of the, the Furious. Eight. No. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm so excited to watch. Yeah, that. I am too. Like, I kind of want to watch it today. But if I you don't. had told me two months ago when we started this that just wait, man, in seven, eight weeks, you're going to be so excited for the next time you get to sit down and watch a yeah. Fast and Furious movie. I would have called you a lot. I would have said you were saying what's crazy. Sandwich they crazy. brought up the sandwiches. They did. Up the sandwiches. They did. <laughs> Glad you said that. Those crazy sandwiches. They weren't even good. I ate so many. Of them. I ate I so laughed. many. I, I was such, honestly such a sweet scene. It really yeah, it was anyway, sweet. Well, next week we are going to be reviewing Fate of the Furious. But I just said that. Right Why now. Why would you repeat that? Right What's now. What's the point of what you're doing? I remember. <laughs> right now, what we're doing is we're giving a very special shout out to. And this this particular segment of our show started kind of tongue in cheek. Well, we, doesn't it feel like how we've been with the entire it, series it, of it Fast and Furious? It perfectly mirrors Fast and Furious, where we're like, this is, I mean, this is kind of tongue-in-cheek. This is a, a human who has a verified Instagram account. That we were almost certain wasn't genuine. Yeah, yeah. Who found us through our hashtags, and like he commented on our posts, whatever. It turned into a real, genuine respect and, and admiration, admiration yeah. for a very incredible human being. And that, of course, is Jesse Awuji. Jesse Awuji. Jesse, formal naval officer. Now NASCAR driver, and and I was going through his Instagram account last night, um, you know, and he's verified. And I'm reading all these things that he's done, and it looks like he spends more time giving away stuff and just helping people out, yeah, than than racing. And yeah. it's 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 pretty amazing. So and- Jesse, somehow, if you're listening to this, this is for Jesse. Yeah, in the same Huge. way that in the same way that Furious Seven was for Paul. Not in the same way though. But you're thing. not dead. But yeah. you're alive. <laughs> Oh, no, Jesse Rules. Check him out on Instagram. He's awesome. Uh, if you want your name to be here, really all you got to do is interact with us and we'll shout you out. Yep. Uh, that'd be real fun. We would love that. Hashtag official chunky, comment or or DM us on Instagram. You can send us pumps and dumps for a movie through our website, twochunksandahunk.com. We love to hear from you guys on that stuff. Just uh, keep your chunky ears peeled. Yeah. We'd also love you guys to leave a review. Like review our podcast, subscribe. Um, review is going to be the best way for it to. What is what is the technical term we use for this? Like get, a boost. Get good. Yeah. Get, get good. It. Leaving a review is the best way to get good. And while we can't give you credits to buy something in an app store or for a game because you reviewed something, we'll about kiss us, you. We'll kiss you. So review equals kiss. An emotional kiss. Delivered over the internet in the form of our voices to your ears. Uh, we'll kiss. We'll kiss the air right now, so you can just pretend it's for you. Okay, three, two, one. No one. You can guys hear mine. pecked. I really like got in there. Yeah, that was crazy. So I'd like to end. Me too. This week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to end this week's episode by saying what our phrase would be. 
our catchphrase if we were going to bust out of a hospital to go save our friends' lives. Now, remind us what Hobbs was. Daddy's got to go to work. Daddy's, Daddy's got to go, go to work. work. Okay. Uh, mine, for instance, would be, there's going to be more sutures in my future. Man, that's really good. Rev up your bulldozer. I've got an appetite for destruction. That's pretty good. Wow. So uh, I'm going to, in my scene, it is my little daughter. Yeah. And she's saying, Daddy, what are you doing? And I'm going to say, honey, you remember when Daddy was in the emergency room? Daddy thinks it's time for some bad guys to visit that place. And then just bust through her. <laughs> mm. And flex so hard that your flex shirt so comes off. No, that the yeah. hospital breaks. <laughs> you Break fl- the hospital. <laughs> Yeah. Shatter down the side. Yeah. Oh, no, wait. I've got a different one. Okay. <laughs> Honey's like, Daddy, what's, what are you doing? And I look back and I say, it's morphin' time. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then I just bust through a cast. <laughs> I bet you were going to make an Animorphs reference, and I was super excited. Oh, no. Sorry, can I change mine now? Mine yeah. would just be... Cowabunga, dudes. <laughs> I think I would probably have to go with Kachow and then I just wink and drive away on my limbs that are not on your tired. body. <laughs> you would go Kachow and then you'd go, Vroom! guys, I, I am so bought in and I'm drinking so much of the furious juice that if the rock's legs had turned into wheels, I would have thought that was the coolest thing ever. Yep. And if they disappeared later, I'd be like, makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works usually. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well <laughs> this has been an episode yeah, it has been for two junks and a hunk I'm Jordan I'm Doge and I'm Carter and this <laughs> Cowbunga dudes Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.